This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again into Come On Kind. We are on episode number 14 in season two of the podcast here in the studios in KCLR 96 FM this evening. I am joined by two formidable women, my co-host that has been with me with the last while, Paula Dowling, while the newly married Mrs. Are we going to say a Fahi now or Farrell? I better be careful here because I could get a belt. Um, but yes, Anya Fahi has returned from her uh Holliers, her honeymoon and the whole lot hasn't changed the name yet but that is a different story but yes first things first on the line today before we get to all of the intercounty scenes I am delighted to be joined on the phone by Alan Morrissey and Alan is from the Bennett's Bridge Club and Bennett's Bridge had a win a couple of weeks ago albeit we were supposed to be doing this but uh, time caught up on us within the last couple of weeks but I did promise Alan that we would get on and give the Bennett's Bridge Camogie Club airtime further faith win. Alan, you are very welcome into Come On Kind with us this evening. Thanks very much for having me on, Martin. Yeah, we're, we're, we're delighted with our little win up in Castle Homer. It, it sort of meant a huge amount to the girls, you know, and the club, because it's not too often that we have um, victories on the race there at the moment in a development club. Like, so it was fantastic, to tell you the truth. It was really fantastic. Exactly. Tell us about it, because you're not really in existence that long, especially when it comes to the underage. So for you to go along and win a fail, at, never mind whatever division it is, because the girls go out and it's great to bring home a bit of silverware. Um, so I'm assuming every one of them were delighted. But tell us how long you are in existence. So... The club underage from under 12 down is going, you know, probably 10 years or more. But unfortunately, the girls from under 12 up uh, were leaving the club. They had no club, they had no committee. So we formed it four years ago. Um, this is my fifth year as secretary. And uh, we started with 51 girls. And uh, registered this year now is 136. So we've nearly, you know, tripled in size. Jesus, and, that's uh, a fair jump. Yeah, we, we, we stopped. We got all the girls back from the clubs that were neighbouring clubs and and then we 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 provided the the facilities then for under fourteen, sixteen, and minor. So the girls are you know they're going into the club now from under twelve up. You know, so we just came from an under fourteen match night now and we won that as well. Like so, we're 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 getting there slowly but surely, but we're getting there. God, you're really on a high. I know that you are, and we've said it here before. Joins with uh, John Locks and the adult championship at junior level, which is great for you because at least it gives the girls game time and it's keeping them playing, as you say. But you're now looking to the future from the under fourteen stars upwards, and it's great to be able to to win the few matches guide them along that they're going to be the future players and I suppose the backbone of your adult team coming along in the next uh, six maybe seven years time Yeah that's it and, and, and fairness is really important to have the adult set up there even even though we're amalgamated it's still important because the younger girls are able to go to matches and, and see their you know their their heroes and their, their idols playing and, and their, their role models so it, it is great and the girls it, it, years don't belong flying by the minor team this year you know Another couple of years, there'll be probably six, six to eight of those playing junior. So, you know, they'll, they'll have big numbers then for their own adult team maybe next year or the year after, you know. So, yeah, so hopefully it's really important to keep the girls playing though, more than anything, you know. Exactly, okay. it certainly is. Tell us about the day itself, Alan. Obviously, it was an early start for you on a Saturday morning. Uh, I think the whole lot of them were on. So, give us a rundown of the day, how many matches you had and whether uh, you had a final to play then or what way did it work that you were crowned uh, fail a Division 4 champions 
Yeah, so the first match, we played Greg Namana and then Liz Downey. And then we went into the last match against Conaghy. And I, 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 the rules, I suppose, we hadn't sat down properly and looked at him. And we just assumed that there was going to be a final after that match with the, the, the top two league um, winners in each group. But we were just informed before the match started that Castle Comer had only conceded three points. Castle Comer, sorry, uh, Aaron's own Nave Breed had conceded three points only throughout their three matches and their one to three matches. And we had won two and only conceded one point. So we were told by the referee that if we conceded two more, anything more than two more points, we would lose. Two points will bring us into a playoff. For You play five minute uh, each side uh, matches. So we, we, we didn't concede at all in the game. Uh, you know, we defended really hard. So that's how we won it, really. So I came down to goals conceded, points conceded. And uh, over the whole day in the three matches, we only conceded one point, which was phenomenal, really, you know, when you think about it. So that's fair going, all right, yeah. <laughs> The poor backs from the goal out to number seven were black and blue defending, you know, but I should have fought with their hearts on the line, you know, they were great. Well, it certainly puts you under a lot of pressure going into a game that you can only concede less than two points. Uh, that's like parking a bus all the way across the goal line <laughs> to try and stop points or goals going across. But in fairness, you managed to do it um, and you came away with the victory. So, I mean, the girls have a bit of silverware for the year as well, which is fantastic for that group of players. Ah, it is. You know, even just see Keelan Cullen accepting the, the, the perpetual cup there. Off, but, and thanks to Cartoon O'Shea for coming up there and, and doing the presentation. Um, it was like, it was kind of it was kind of a surreal experience, you know, because we're not normally in that position because we're, 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 we're kind of learning and developing and, you know, things are going okay. But it was, it was, it was so joyous. I, I, it's hard to put into words, you know. And in all this divisional form, it was, you don't go to the regionals after and we knew that and we had the option of going up to sea but we said it would be more competitive for us to stay where we were you know and, and it was really competitive the six teams there so it was it was it was, a, it was a fantastic day for the girls and it's really more important for them than anybody else you know because that'll keep them playing camogie you know it certainly will and you could see the joy on the faces of all the photographs that you sent to me in fairness uh, they were great to be looking at and we were delighted to get them up albeit as late as they were um, uh, going up the, they still went but uh, we had a bit of a lull going on this weekend so it was nice to put a bit of uh, positivity and a bit of joy and uplifting photographs uh, going up as well along with the under 16 girls that we're going to come to later on in the podcast but Alan I know you're on the way home you just uh, pulled in at the side of the road to take the phone call from us there this evening so I really appreciate it congratulations to the girls on a fantastic win and hopefully later on uh, you might be having another bit of silverware that we might be able to talk to you again Thanks a million for having me Martin much appreciate and thanks for the, the, the lovely uh uh, Facebook uh, post as well it's lovely it meant a lot thanks a million no hassle at all Alan you're more than welcome that was Alan Morrissey the secretary of the Bennett's Bridge Club out there winning the Division 4 fail a couple of weeks ago and what a fantastic victory it was for them now we are back in studio with the two women and I suppose we will start with the adult games first because there was uh, mixed emotions with it I thought I'd have Nessa here with us this evening but unfortunately she's after getting um, delayed but we were in Belfield in Enniscorthy on Saturday covering the game between uh, Kilkenny and Wexford it was the provisional game in the Leinster Championship at senior level we had this pegged Anya and Paula as being probably one of the best games of the weekend considering Wexford was going in as the Division 2 League Champions Kilkenny just about missed out on a league final you know it's a long time since we've had the, uh, the Leinster Provincial Championships it built itself up and it turned out to be a damp, bludgy squib because it was dreadful. 
Yeah, like I suppose I wasn't actually, I wasn't at that match. I was blowing cameras, but I suppose, yeah, you're probably dead right. It was definitely built up because we've missed the Leinster Championship for the last two years. Um, as you said, Wexford going in as Division Two champions, you know, having, you know, a great league campaign because we literally talked this Wexford team up so much throughout the podcast for the for the league because they were just absolutely outstanding. Their and we've seen, we difference. saw them yeah. play live like. Like their scoring difference compared to all the other teams was outrageous. Um, and then obviously Kilkenny were kind of thinking that their tails would be up a bit and that they were kind of going to go out there and you know really drive it in I suppose the halftime score four points to do oh God, said yeah. enough like you it's, know it's, for 60 minutes of hurling for two senior teams it's it's a poor turnover and then for the you know you could see that Kilkenny were probably more than likely going through the motions they just kind of pushed through then into the latter stages of it but yeah I suppose disappointing but again probably um, probably a story that Kilkenny just did enough to just get through on the day and they'll be looking forward to heading off to Offaly now this weekend. They are. I find it very strange with Wexford that I suppose just after winning the Division 2 you want to go in as a I suppose put your best foot forward going in for the All-Ireland Series that's going to be starting in a couple of weeks time plus the extra incentive that the winners of the or the two teams that's in the Leinster final I should say is going to be playing in O'Moore Park um, on the 14th as a curtain raiser to the hurling game so there's extra incentive there to get forward for us now an acorn was missing obviously because she was unavailable for us um, but when you're not starting Aoife Goyne and you're not starting Leah Welsh and you're not starting Amy Cardiff in a starting team that we've seen that three of their pivotal players yep. I found it very strange to be honest with you <sighs> Yeah, and it wasn't a case that Wexford are kind of, you know, they were maybe looking at this match as, you know, probably a stepping stone to see where they're going to progress on in the senior championship. Was it a case that, you know, the girls were injured? Who knows? Or was it the case that they're trying to maybe mind these girls? Because, you know, they do have a very tough group coming into the senior championship as well. And maybe that's where their focus is at. Um, I think they'll be probably disappointed with their turnover in the game. I think that's probably the shocking thing about it, considering that we're so used to seeing them like banging goals. Like they had three goals in the first 20 minutes in the in the league final against Antrim and we all seen Antrim last year and what they did to Kilkenny in the mm-hmm. intermediate All-Ireland final Antrim are a really really strong team uh, does it go to show that maybe are Wexford are, are they a Division 2 team like they're obviously the strongest Division 2 team but are they up to that scale yet and I said this a couple of weeks ago I don't think they're there yet I don't think they're going to break into that top four at all and I think you know when you kind of look at maybe the the flat performance I suppose from what we're hearing back from Kilkenny they literally just cruised and did all did enough that they had to do they didn't have to like really you know put their foot down and throttle on like they just kind of kept it going at a, a nice easy pace and I suppose for Wexford it's definitely back to the, the drawing board um, I did find it strange at a couple of you know um, positions changes I suppose Kira Connor out midfield whereas she's kind of been a stalwart at centre forward then again Jackie Quigley who was actually only she was a kind of a last minute substitute the, the day last that they day played Kenny yeah. but she's a fine big tall girl and you can see why she's in there she's just in there to make herself a nuisance and break down ball um, so, so yeah interesting to see from Wexford you'd wonder were they fully in it or are they literally just focusing on the All-Ireland Champion now All-Ireland Championship at this stage I did feel that if Kilkenny were to be caught it could have potentially left yeah. and that's no disrespect to Kilkenny but I do think that the fact that they haven't had a competitive game in so many weeks that Wexford would have had that little bit of an edge Well I caught up with Brian Dowling after the game on Saturday in the middle of the field the wind was blowing it was after picking up at that stage and this is what Brian, Bob Brian Dowling I should say had to say 
Brian Dowling just beat Wexford here in the provincial round of the Leinster Championship give us your overall view of the match here today in Belfield I look happy with the result I suppose coming down this morning if you told me we would have won by 9 points I'd take it um, if said we scored 13 points I probably wouldn't have been too happy but look thought the effort from the girls was fantastic our work rate was brilliant all over the pitch communication was very good um, obviously a composure maybe at times let us down a little bit but we created a couple of goal chances you know we probably hit a couple of easy wides as well and any day when you concede 4 points is always very good but look um, I'm sure there's tougher tests ahead down the line but it looks a starting block it's another game now next week so we're looking forward to that As you said any day 9 points win over Wexford is good but from a neutral spectator's point of view it was a dire match to be looking at at times only six points scored in the first half lots of breaks in between it's a lot of scrappy rucks and the whole lot were you happy with the first half performance? I should look I think it was only two points to zero after 20 minutes it was a bit frustrating I thought there was a lot of stoppages in the, go- in the game I thought there was a lot of freeze you know I think the game was left low a little bit more in the second half I think every time we got into a groove there was a player going down injured and look Wexford playing a certain way to get a lot of bodies back behind the ball and try and frustrate you so like look that's what happens in these games you just have to be patient you, know, to, you can't open them up straight away a lot of the time so you have to stay patient and as I said look we said to the girls at half time to stay going stick to the game plan and the game will open up a bit which it did you know I thought we could have got maybe a goal or two there in the second half the chances were there but we didn't take them and, uh, but look again we, we won by nine points the first game it's a new team you know we're a very young team out there people have to realise that uh, you know we don't have the Ann Daltons the Anna Farrells the Davina Tobins Clet Dormers Megan Farrells anymore we have a huge amount of new girls here and uh, you know we have to give them time we have to be patient and you know they're the new girls at Kilkenny and look like Sneed Dealey and Michelle Teen there you know they're kind of knocking around the last couple of years but you know they're stepping up now and being leaders on the team and you know we again Tiffy Fitz and Ash McCarty and these are young girls so we just have to be patient and, and give them time like this is their first championship game so um, look we're delighted with the way they've come through it You had a lot of positional changes as well today are you using the Leinster to go forward as you say with the young players to kind of mix the more experienced players with the youth players and maybe to kind of find a balance now that as you said all them players are now gone yeah, look, we're trying to find our best team. Uh, look, we put out our strongest team today. Um, you know, we just we want to try and find get the right balance on the team. Um, you know, I said already, we're after missing a lot of experienced players in the last couple of years, especially around the middle uh, middle area. You know, um, so it's about trying to get the right balance with with youth and experience. But again, we have what we have now, and you know, these girls are putting in a fantastic effort, and it's just to give them the confidence now of that they're able to play at this level, and you know, winning championship games. I think that's the best way to do it. And you know, if we stay going on Leinster, we'll have eight games in the next ten weeks so we're going to learn a lot about girls then That was my next question you haven't long to reminisce I suppose over the game here today you'll go back Tuesday and have a look back over it but next day out now in the semi-final on the 7th of May yeah, look, we're looking forward to next Saturday again against uh, Offaly. So, look, we said we said Leinster Championship is there. It's, it's a trophy to be won, so we're going all out to win it. Um, so, you know, again, we'll try to train hard on a Tuesday night and then you have to try to get recovery in uh, or an easier session on the Thursday before the game. So, look, we're not, it's not too much we can get done during the week. But, uh, look, it's important to get these championship games and if we stay winning, we'll be happy and it builds up a bit of confidence in the group. Well build up a bit of confidence it might do I I don't think listening even to him um, on Saturday sorry about the wind by the way folks uh, it was fairly blustery there um, hopes it's not too distorted but yeah they will go forward now to play Offaly on Saturday in the semi-final uh, Dublin and Westmeath is in the other semi-final so how do you see those two games going? 
Um, <clears throat> obviously, you know, you'd be kind of expecting Kil- Kilkenny to be coming out fixtures against Offaly. Offaly probably for themselves haven't been going overly well. They didn't have a great um, league campaign. Um, probably the fact that they were missing an awful lot this, of the St. Rhina girls. Um, so that probably had a huge, uh, huge impact on their preparations as well. You would have to say that Kilkenny should be going through it easy. I totally get what Brian is saying that there is obviously a lot of players that have been missing from the last couple of years. But, you know, this happens and this happens in every team and in every set up and you know this is why we we constantly have these girls as panel players as players that have been there the last couple of years and you know these the girls you know they, as he spoke about Michelle Michelle Teen and Neve Dealey Neve Dealey is probably only after really coming to the fore in the last year or two whereas you know she's been on that panel since 2016 so yeah he's right you do have to give him a bit of time in that and I get that but it's also I suppose as we always say like we have such a high expectation of Kilkenny that when they do have a bad day like we're, we're literally kind of like oh god was was crap was this was that the other um, and I get it there's a lot of new girls coming in there but you know they still are Kilkenny Camogie <laughs> you know we have huge expectations of our hurlers and as we do as our Camogie players and so right we should have so so yeah, listen, I think it'll be interesting. I think they should easily come over awfully, to be fair. Um, you know, as long as they just don't take them for granted, I think that'll be the main thing. Um, Westmead and Dublin, you kind of have to fancy Dublin coming out of that. Westmead, I suppose, are going through, you know, a real kind of a, a a drawback year they're kind of you know trying everything a massive transition going on with new management in there a lot of new players in there I think Westmead will probably find it tough it'll probably be maybe a more competitive game than any of the other Leinster games that we're going to see but you would imagine that Dublin should be coming out victors in that well, I'm just going to say I doomed Amy Cardiff a disservice because uh, just going back on my notes Amy Cardiff actually started with Emma Welsh that didn't start that was brought on as a sub so we'd just better rectify that one just to be on the the clear side of uh, on that but um, yeah now I've had to lose my train of thought with you uh, oh that's what I was going to say to you do you think there's uh, more pressure on Dublin um, at the minute that they kind of have to put in a performance uh, and get potentially to a Leinster final at senior level haven't been there in a while um, didn't have a great league campaign to be honest with you you know there's a bit of pressure on them that they, they need there's players there that they need mm-hmm. to kind of start performing a small little bit so is there a bit more pressure on Dublin do you think at the minute? Yeah I definitely think so I think you know Dublin have always had this I don't want to say attitude and and I mean it in a good way like it's they've always had this attitude that they should be competing at the top and they should be competing at the best and for whatever reason it hasn't happened like they did have a very much a dismal league campaign altogether um, and I do feel like Adrian O'Sullivan and his management team will be taking this Leinster Championship probably knowing that they don't have to come up against Wexford who apart from Kilkenny um, apart from Kilkenny I would I would imagine Wexford would be the, being their biggest threat and the fact that they don't have to come up against Wexford they'd be kind of looking at this Westmead match and say like here this is probably the best chance we're going to get to compete in a Leinster final so we need to go strong here and, and I feel like if they can get that win there they'll have a massive confidence like every team will going into championship whether it'll do them any good mentally I think it will but I again I don't think Dublin are anywhere near the top four in the country just at the moment but as we said like there's a massive there's a massive space between the top four and the chasing pack at the moment uh, but I do think if Dublin can get it it'll be a massive 
massive, massive achievement for them and they should really be coming out victors there against Westmead. Yeah, I mean, it's not that long ago that we were playing them at senior level in uh, the Gaelic grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think actually it was in an All-Ireland semi-final even. Um, it was that Dublin really put it up to Kilkenny. But ever since then, they've kind of gone back a small little bit. You know, they were played Waterford in the uh, the relegation yeah. final two years ago. You know, were probably lucky to come away with that mm-hmm. victory, although they did do it. Yeah. You know, in fairness, they did stay up in uh, in Division 1. But like really, as we're always saying, is, you know, we need other teams to be performing well and coming up to a certain standard to try and be competing a bit more and not to just be having the three to four top teams in it. Dublin are one of them teams and they're probably underperforming uh, with the last couple of years mm-hmm. with the ability that they have up there. Would that be fair? Like, yeah, it would be fair because when you look at it, I suppose for the likes of Waterford and Dublin, they were competing in All-Ireland quarterfinals and All-Ireland semi-finals not so long ago and I feel like it, they've really just dwindled They've dwindled back. Like, we've always said that there's a massive... Um, there's a massive um, space between the top four and the chasing pack but then when the chasing pack there kind of seems to be one or two that are edging out of it ever so slightly um, and I suppose that is the fear and I feel like with Dublin for the size of you know the size of the county it is and the calibre that they have that they do have up there and you know we see the likes of St Vincent's coming out nearly in Leinster the whole like they've always been very good or named Jude you know they've all been really really good solid Dublin camogie teams and it, they're just not able to kind of capitalise on that when it comes to inter-county seats you know they've always had such a great history in, in Camogie their underage is doing very well as well so you know it is about time that they do need to push on and I think this is probably the best chance that they're going to get to be competing in a final for a cup because you know they haven't done it for a long time There's not much space between the Leinster Championship and the All-Ireland Series no. Leinster Championship finishes the 14th of May as we said with the Leinster Final that will be a finish on the day game so one way or another there will be a winner and the following week after we're straight in then into the newly named Glen Dimplex Senior Championship and for the teams that's in it 12 teams in total Group 1 is going to be Waterford, Dublin Wexford, Cork, Tipperary and Clare that's not an easy group when you look at that straight away with those six teams is there no, it's it's not at all. And I suppose like what are we looking at? The top team is gonna go into a semi final and then two into the quarter final. I think that's the the route they're going down yeah. with it, yeah. Like you're looking at that there straight away. You would be expecting out of that, you would be expecting Cork to fairly comprehensively top that group, I would imagine to be fair um, unless Tipperary can pull something there Tipperary will undoubtedly should qualify out of it and then um if we're going to be fair, I think it's going to be like Wexford might might scrape it, might scrape in getting to there to the top three in that group. Um, other than that, like Clare, I think we had such a we had such nearly a panic station down in Clare when Kilkenny played them in the league that we thought, God, this is going to be the new and improved Clare team. And since then, they just haven't well, seemed to. Clare and Tipperary was a draw at the weekend the Monster in the Monster Championship yeah. as well. So I just think that's I I don't know personally. I, I, can't, I can't see it just now. Paula, we'll bring you in on this. How do you see that group going? I'm just looking at it. I can't understand why the transition isn't happening for Dublin. Mm-hmm. Just listen to you talking there, right? At underage level, they're producing fairly good teams, yep. right? Why isn't the transition happening? Why isn't it bringing it forward? Because really, the players have to be there with that population level, mm-hmm. right? So it all depends which Dublin team turns up on the day. That's what I'm going to say with the artist. I do think Wexford are holding their powder dry. 
after the weekend, after so many bodies missing. So I wouldn't be surprised if that their f- total focus is that first game against Cork mm. and then waiting to see how it pans out. Because they will bring, it'll be a tough game. Like, mm. I mean, I'd say there'll be a lot of sore and, and battered bodies by the end of that game. Well, that is a home game for Wexford. So exactly. you'll be, you like, will I mean, be putting a bit of expectations on Wexford in that game. Actually, you'd hate to be going to, like, I mean, Cork won't be looking forward to that one either. No. They'll be confident, but they won't be looking forward. They know they'll have to they'll learn their crust there. And then with Tipperary, I, I think I'm sort of on the same lines as in that Cork, okay, we'd be going with a shoe-in. Just to have a sneaking suspicion that Wexford could turn one over in Tipperary. Never know. And I completely disagree with you <laughs> Don't know. I just don't know. I just think you don't know. It, 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 like, a lot of it depends on the day, as in form on the day. and and But then again... Tipperary have had after the junior matches and everything like that and, and I, you couldn't nail any of the others like you just don't know it all depends on each round we'll yeah. probably go and there'll be a different team that will be sort of God they're going well or whatever but uh, yeah yeah. at the moment you'd be thinking that Wexford maybe it's a bridge too far but it depends how much they've kept in reserve from the weekend Okay so you give me your three teams that's going to come out of group one first on you come out not just on, on that day but out in general yeah so okay. as as in so, so the first team that's going straight into the semi-finals to I, top the group I would say Cork okay so you have Cork topping I, the group I genuinely think Tipperary could be a de- very much a dark horse well, in the championship this year they might be but I'm yeah. pinning you to the wall now so, so Cork hold. Tip and we'll go Wexford okay so Cork is going to top it Tip is coming in second place yeah. and Wexford then is going to be third. the third place mm-hmm. right Paula yourself I'd actually be going the same way I'd be thinking Cork Tip and Wexford in I'm the same order I don't know I'd nearly put I, I probably you'd have to go with Tip on top at the moment. You're going with tip on so top. So Cork on top, then tip, and then Wexford. I'd be going to agree with Anya on that one because. So you're not putting tip on top, you're putting Cork on top. Cork on top, sorry, sorry. Jeez. Well, Cork would automatic. That's. Like, yeah, if they don't like qualify, then we'll, we, we could eat our hats it, at that it, stage. It, doesn't it always feel like when you go to look at this, it's always the. You can always like pick out the same teams every year that are going to top the groom. Bar who the two All Ireland finalists are, you just don't know what way that, what way that one is not going to But is that good for the sport? No. Like that we're able to say that. Yeah, right. Okay, Cork are going to top it. Tip is going to be there. Wexford eh, may or may not be there. Okay, you know, if we come back I mean, here in a couple of weeks' time, we find out that it's Cork, Waterford, and Dublin. We're well, sure. Gone. Now let let's be let's be honest about it, Roy. The lads above in the Sunday game, the whole lot doing the hurling championship at the minute. None of them even feature Clare the way they were going in the hurling and Clare are mm. flying it um, in the hurling championship at the minute so I mean you could either be geniuses and the two of you are getting everything right or you could be complete failures and it could be three different yeah. things all t- three different teams coming out of it Well I suppose like I mean if you think about it just from a minor perspective they have players coming through they have some lovely hurlers coming through right and then they do give us a little fright down below so like a little all, give us more than a little fright I'm being nice but I suppose this is all lads counties are realising that we have to develop players you have to bring them through but it's about getting the timing right um, and, and even as we're talking you're talking about Neve Dealey there like I mean look at her now Yeah, she needed that time like I mean people need time to develop as a player and not feel pressured but they have to be ready to step up to the mark too. Yeah, They can't just sort of say, well, no, I'm still developing, but you have to step up to the mark, which is what she has done. But other players in all the counties have to adopt that attitude that you give yourself, you give them one or two years to, or three years to get their head around things. And have we seen lately, there is a huge step up as we've seen from minor now all the way up to senior level yeah. and teams are giving seniors and 
you know, well, intermediate. But the benefit to the college games, Martin, to them all, those Ashburn Cup mm. games, that's, that's, you learn your crust there. Like, you will, but they've been missing for two years. So there's a lot of players that's missed out on the opportunity to develop in that two year period. Well, you see, with the girls at the moment, right, a lot of them, when they get hit 18, you're going straight on into college. So you're getting involved in colleges, Camogie. Now, we did discuss this briefly last week about, jeez, would an under-20 championship be great? Is mm-hmm. there some yeah. kind of a, yeah. even just, just to have something small or, or just yeah. to get girls to have that transitional, like a transitional development group? Yeah. yeah. Because I know you can play senior at 16 or whatever, but still... Is a player ready to play at 16? No, I don't think so. I think, Jesus, lads, you really only get the fine nuances and get that cuteness when you're yeah. hitting into your 20s. Yeah. yeah. Anya, your opinion on an under-20 championship? I think it'd be great. I'd love to see an under-20 championship and I'd be totally on the same way you've lent us Paula there. It's giving those girls that extra year or two to develop before they hit the intermediate or the senior ranks and I think that's vitally important. Um, I am a firm believer that girls are going in too early into an adult setup, and it's, it, it's rude them to be fair and I, I spoke about a girl not so long ago that went into the adult setup at a very young age and she's only 21 and she's not playing inter-county anymore yep. and you know and that's so sad to see and this is how we're losing girls and, and I don't mean to harp on about it again it goes back to the prime age to lose girls at two sports is at 18 years of age and this is what's happening and I suppose if we had that under 20 championship like it should be, it's, it's like a novelty you'd love it like there there was at one stage an under 21 Leinster championship like all, going back all those years ago because I definitely hurled on it myself <laughs> you know but it was there but I was very young playing on it but it was still it was still like a step up before like we hit to it was senior and, or, and junior at the time it was there and I think it definitely does help in development and I think it'd be no harm like what have you got to lose by throwing it in there yeah, well, it's another competition they'll tell you the, the, the fixtures and the whole lot and all that nonsense yeah. nonsense if they really wanted to do it they'd have one well it's interesting that you speak about development and girls losing their way we'll say from 18 mm-hmm. onwards and we now have the new formed Leinster or not Leinster the development chair uh, here with us uh, in studio now, now you're, 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 you're coming in on this now too but we had a discussion um, on Saturday evening at the awards night above in Crow Park when it came to Fela and the perception was with one of these people in particular the Fela should be scrapped completely that a lot of the girls when they come to Fela that's it or if they win Fela they feel that they've accomplished everything and then the fall off is there or because it's so elite in a certain way that you can only bring 24 players that you have to pick 24 players and if you have 30 players in a panel you're leaving out 6 players out of it and they are feeling to themselves well actually I'm not good enough because I'm thrown to the side here basically and the rest of the team and there's a big fall off then from the 15 onwards and we lose players at fail a level so what's your thinking on that one? I would say no fail I think fail is really good Mm-hmm. Right. I, I actually think it's one of the things that it actually solidifies and you have such good experience and good memories, you'll keep playing as a result of it. Now, if you have so many numbers, we would always go with failure teams in our own club, whoever's the oldest. So the oldest players go and that's the ethos that should be there. Mm-hmm. So you have them there. And then from there, what you're talking about, you may, might, if you have that many players, say if you're one of the big clubs that could have two or three or four people, that from there then that you might actually are two, like 20 or 30 players that you could put in two teams at different divisions. But like, as I said to you, I remember my fail All-Ireland as one of the, the one that says me the most. 
it stayed with me and, and carried with me, if you know what I mean. I think it's because it's the first time. But that's what kept us playing is because we saw and experienced a great weekend, made great friends and still in contact with a lot of those. And that's going back like good few years, uh, about 10 or 12. Um, I, I did, I found it interesting, like, because oh, there no. was two other women that was there as well and they were the complete opposite way. That, Like you, they wanted the Fela to be there and the fact that a lot of the girls actually missed out on Fela, they felt that they had missed out a huge space in their life, like in the hurling or Camogie careers that they didn't get and a chance to play Fela. I think 15 was actually quite a good idea too because mm. what you're doing is you're catching a different cohort of people. You know, and that's that's. The, but I think I just think the idea of buying failure because you do have to do your substitutions. You have to give four people, four people on, four people off. If the clubs are doing it right, that's the biggest thing. Lads, clubs have to put their hands up too. Yeah. If they're arsing around, like and not actually looking at it as a competition whereby you're keeping players playing and about getting them forward. You know, that's the important thing. You have to keep girls playing. And that's what drives me mad because it is about the girls. It's about keeping them playing. Why do we all get involved in it? Because you want to see girls stay playing so they get to 18, 20, they're still playing. And that eventually they will reach the pinnacle that they play on the senior club team or whatever, adult club team, or make it on the Kilkenny team or make it on an intermediate or minor or junior or whatever team. And that's what it's all about is staying playing. And if you stay playing camogie, you will make friends for life and you will have experiences that will stay with you for the rest of your life. And that's the bloody fundamentalist. Yeah, we know We thing. know when you start getting mad because you start tapping the table in case right. anyone's wondering what the noise yeah, is yeah, in the, yeah, in the back. Things. But you know, it's just, I'm sort of over this whole thing of, of people come, oh, well, you know, we have to win. No, you don't have to win. You have two options, right? You either, if you win, right, and if you want to go win, you're going to lose players. You might have players for two or three years, but in four or five years' time, you won't have those players. So sometimes you have to take a hit. And that's whereby you focus and get players and get keep everybody playing. And then you will have players that will stay playing for longer. And when eventually, if those players decide to have children, they'll be transmitting that same passion for Camogie across to their children and they will stay being involved in Camogie for longer. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no, I like, I actually would think it's a bit of an insult to even question the Fela being gone, to be fair. Like it's always been, like even when I was growing up, it was a massive thing. Like, And even like when you got to have like teams coming from other counties and, you know, houses were putting them up and all of this, you know, malarkey went on. She it was, was just great. spotting the fellas that came to Harlington. <laughs> that was that. it, all the time. Um, <laughs> but you know, this is what it was. And even to go off and just play a blitz and have like two or three, two or three games in one day. Like I remember going off up to Mead one year and playing it and our hearts were broken. We were beaten in a semi-final by the Harps of Doro at the time and we were absolutely... That's me. I got to bloody leash. Yeah, like oh, like you know, like it was it was absolutely devastating. But it's something that rings with you, and like, and I'll always remember that going. Oh, that was such a horrible day. Like you know, to even to for anybody to bring up the question to get rid of the failure they should be ashamed of themselves to be fair like because it's very very it's a very important I don't think profession. it was like that I think it was kind of like from a, a development point of view that they had that opinion that people were being lost to fail and the whole lot like and I know the person that said it I'm not going to say who the person was either like because they are camogie to the core as well but they felt looking at it as well from a point of view that players are getting left behind okay I can understand what Paul is saying if you have your two teams and put in sure. your two panels and that's what have to step up 
There's something going wrong within the club. If they're losing players or players yeah. being left behind, not enough is being done to encourage all players. And I'm not disagreeing it. with you on that either. Sorry, yeah, Martin, I'm getting no, 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 no. It's, bo- it's one of my pet peeves with things, as in that clubs. But that's have- why I like this because you have debate. So I mean, if something comes up about it, everyone's opinion might differ. And I'm trying to be here in the middle and trying to. Be be, as I said, two formidable women. I will actually have three formidable women now in the studio here with me tonight. So I feel very outnumbered. So I do here, but <laughs> yeah. it's it's good to have debate. But I can understand both point of views. Now, I'm probably after going a little bit off tangent compared to the senior well, it, championship. It all started with me <laughs> ta- when we were talking about trying to pick my teams and I couldn't pick it. And that's why I'm saying, like Dublin have always been strong at yeah. the level and strong at underage. Why hasn't that transitioned through to adult level? Now I know the Gaelic football has taken a big bounce up yeah. there but still that's when No I like, didn't say this person was from Dublin now either, I didn't just in say case, that either yeah. I'm just because we had been talking about picking our teams that's why I'm referring back to that sorry now No no you're fine We started to really start trouble tonight <laughs> but that's what I'm saying Wouldn't be that, like you and out to start a bit of trouble at all No at all. no no but And actually I met, I met Phyllis Breslin as well on Saturday oh, and we had sh- Let's we, not discuss we, that We had a little conversation we'll about what about went on as well But that's what I'm saying is that clubs if if they're going well at underage, there should be that transition across to intermediate, junior, yeah. senior. Yeah. And why isn't it happening? Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the other six counties now that's in uh, the senior championship. So uh, Kilkenny is obviously after being drawn in group two and you heard it in Brian's interview. We're going to be getting the camper vans out and we're going to be camped away at three uh, away games. And the very first one is an away game in Down. Um, and actually, I was speaking to Jen Culture as well at the weekend. So hopefully we'll be going to Newry because it's actually a venue that I've never been in and it's supposed to be lovely up there. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see uh, exactly where that is going to be. Um, but in Group 2, we have Galway, Limerick, Down, Kilkenny, Offaly, and Antrim and we do have the three away games we have Antrim away we have Down away first and you were talking about this a long time ago to curious where the Galway and uh, Kikenny game was going to be and it's going to be in Galway so now ladies pick your three teams coming out of group two Okay. Um, do you want to go first Paula? Uh, not particularly well we'll go Kikenny and Galway and then on the third ooh hmm I think I, I, I see Limerick Antrim Limerick Antrim awfully down I don't I, I say I'm going to go Antrim yeah like I I think it will be Galway Kilkenny I think Galway will top the group um, hang on now I can't write that quick right so I, I, I'll come to you now in a minute but we're still only debating who's going to be coming out of where first so right uh, Paula go again who's topping the group um the heart would say Kilkenny but the head will say Galway you have to go Galway that was like the league mm. game now that you were on about as well so yeah, which, sure, which way now the heart we'll go, or the head we'll go, look if we go in form we have to go Galway yeah, okay right. so you're both tipping yeah. Galway to tip yeah. the, okay right your second and third teams coming out of it go Kilkenny like, oh yeah Kilkenny definitely okay both of you are in agreement with that one yeah and I suppose now the row starts <laughs> who's going to finish third in the group then I I kind of want to go against you, but I know you're going to say Antrim as well. See, the other side is I know there's a lot of development work being done in Limerick at the moment. Yeah. They started a big development sort of push for the last two years. Um, and that mightn't have gotten fruition yet, but there seems to be a lot of movement down there. Um, a lot about retention of players and a lot about bringing players on and, and they do regional academies and everything like that for everybody of that age. So it's very good that way. But I think it maybe it could be a step too far. But then again, you don't know. 
you know, you just don't. Well, know. I mean, Down pushed Waterford very, very hard um, in the mm-hmm. first game of the senior championship yeah. last year. They also done the same to Dublin and really pushed Dublin as well when Dublin needed the kind of the victory as well. Now they got it in the end. So are you, are we, are we writing down off? No, I, I, okay, just kind of looking at the fixtures and the way they're going there. So you've got down against Kilkenny in the first game. You would be expecting Kilkenny to come out with a victory in that one. You have Antrim against Offaly. I think Antrim will come out of that. Then what you do find is the following week you have down against Antrim, that which I think is going to be a massive game. Yeah. The fact that if we're saying Antrim will be coming into the game with a victory potentially because I do think they will I do think they should beat uh, beat Offaly in that and then you have Down coming in with potentially a defeat Kilkenny they're either going to have their tails up and they're going to be ready to snatch one off Antrim I think that's going to be a major game I do think it could potentially come down to those two teams I would be saying I feel with Antrim that they put so much into the league that they were probably very disappointed that they didn't get to a league, that, that they didn't get to the league final. I think they'll push themselves and I think they could really make a stamp on the senior championship this year. And okay, I- let me pose a question to both of you then. Uh, we know the Down and Antrim trilogy that has been going on with the last while with semi-final defeats, league final defeats. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to both of them are now in the championship. Are Antrim and Down on the same heights and at the same level that they were a couple of years ago? No, I think they were after progressing. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, I think massively. I think the work that's been done up up the north in particular with Harlan and Camogie, I think has been phenomenal over the last couple of years. I think a lot of it probably stemming from Schlockneil and Derry kind of starting it off and then all the all the other counties kind of seeing this as like, you know, if, if the Derry team can do it, we can do it as well. And I think, you know, having haven't uh, so many northern teams in all Ireland finals over the last because they've been very very you know um, consecutive the fact that they have been competing in all Ireland finals I think it's only after growing um, the development of them up there and I think I think Down and Antrim like you know they can definitely stand as uh, two pivotal teams up the north at the moment and I, I think it's I think it's great to see the two of them competing competing at senior level but I do think Antrim I feel like Antrim might slightly have the edge on down, but then again, down or up senior last year, they're after learning an awful lot. They know the kind how the ropes go at this stage, but and the support level they're going to bring with them as well because they're always really well supported. Yeah, that's the other thing. You know, like northern teams in general, they're always really are really well supported. But I just. I do think that second game between Down and Antrim and Down have a home venue. Yeah, that's going to have a big decision on the whole. Right, so you both have Galway and Kilkenny coming out of the group anyway, one topping it and one coming out second. So now I'm just go close my eyes and just stick a pin in it, right? Well, who did the pin fall on Paula? Jesus, it fell on Limerick there, and I don't know. (laughs) I'm I'm not look. (laughs) Okay, I go to go with Limerick. I'll just I go against everybody and go for completely outside of the ballpark. And I don't ask me why. There's no logical reason. It makes no sense. I would say down or Antrim, but sure, look, just throw something different into the mix. (laughs) On yep, I'm going to go Antrim. Okay. I'm going to go on from. It's just been nice to you then. <laughs> She's only back. <laughs> Well, yeah. Let's just uh, let's just hope that the, the league final defeat doesn't go against uh, Antrim um, when it comes to it because it was a heavy loss. The only thing I will say about that is, and I think it's Maeve Kelly is the girl's name that was injured. Am I right in saying that? Um, she really destroyed us in the All Ireland final as well. And I haven't got my program from the All Ireland final with me, but I think. 
Uh, that is the girl, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's she, a she got player of the match, didn't she? Yeah. Um, yeah she was on crutches for the league final. She wasn't playing because she was in a boot. If she's not back, do you think that Antrim will struggle without her? No, because <clears throat> I think with Antrim, I think they have a strong enough bench as well, to be fair to them. I feel like... I feel like any of the subs that they brought in now, I suppose I can only talk from what I've seen of Antrim last year in the in the All-Ireland final. So, I, you know, I obviously haven't had the chance to see much of them this year. Um, but I felt like last year, the subs that came in off the bench were equally as good and equally as strong. Now, does that come to the fact that it was an All-Ireland final and every player wanted to be out in Crow Park and they wanted to be there for the final whistle to win an All-Ireland? Absolutely, that could have had a huge part to play in it. But I don't know, I feel with, I feel with Antrim, like they've learned so much over the last couple of years and that, you know, they've worked so hard to get to senior level that they want to make an impression on it. And, you know, they had a fine league run and I, I feel like they're going to want to push themselves on for this championship here. And, you know, what a story it will be their first year up getting to an All-Ireland quarterfinal. Yeah, it certainly would. Which brings us on then to senior level is over and done with. We're moving on then to the intermediate level. And obviously there was another game on at the weekend that you were at in Camros. Um, so we had the quarterfinals in Leinster. They were all quarterfinals. So Dublin had a very good victory over Carlo looking at the results. Meath ha- was on before our game in Wexford down in Belfield as well. And they had a double score victory, 16 points to eight over Wexford down there as well. And uh, the other quarterfinal there's no result up at the minute but the game that you were at was the Leash and Kilkenny game and I'm nearly afraid uh, to go ask because you were sending myself and Nessa updates um, our game was bad in Wexford but by the texts that you were sending us the game in Camros was equally as bad so do I need to turn down the volume on it now or uh, before you give us the rundown on the game at the weekend? No, do you know what? It was like, okay, and before we before we go into start on any of this, yes, we are here to promote Camogie in a really positive light, but, you know, it comes to the stage where we can't always be mollycoddling and we can't always, you know, be expected to say what we're meant to say. You know, sometimes a few harsh truths don't go astray and that's the way I'm going to be like I'm not going to I'm not going to polish this game as if it was a beautiful diamond rock because by no means was it at all Um, and I think Kilkenny know that themselves Well I I called the game in Wexford live on your brutal at the time and it was I mean you can't as you say mince words about it if something is bad it's bad and you can't make it sound good so I can understand where you're coming from I and again I hate being negative towards this this group of girls because I know the potential that they have Um, and it's not it's not towards them on a personal level at all I just felt like I think this was a definite case of they completely took the eye off the ball and they completely took leash for granted. I felt like they already had their foot in a Leinster semi-final and forgetting that they actually had to play a quarter-final against leash in the first place. The game was very much stop, start. Majority of it was all freeze. Um, You know, it was just... It was very flat. There was no kind of like oomph in it. There was no bite in it. It was a Kilkenny performance that I felt was really, really stale. Like, I couldn't, maybe one or two, maybe one or two positives you could take from it. Roisin feeling is by, is in a class of her own. 
she is just uh, one of the standout players was for Kilkenny last year has been so far this year she just is a magician on the field with a ball in her hand she is a, a step above the rest she's a class act um, I thought Emma Minogue coming on at half time was something that Kilkenny needed it needed that injection of pace coming in you know she kind of for you kind of forget that she's still only a very young girl like she's only what 17, 18 is she? Mm-hmm. 18 like she's probably still doing her, is she doing a leaving cert this she year? She's doing a leaving cert this yeah. year yeah. Do you know, like, so she's still a young girl but when she kind of came onto the field I kind of was like you know what she's not afraid to take the ball on and maybe that's a bit of kind of like you know she has nothing to lose and you always spoke about this with the, the minors they were fearless they had nothing to lose they were afraid of nothing and it kind of like she brought that with her as well um, you know she t- anytime she got the ball she used her head she used her pace and she just got around her player even the guy there was a load of um, lads on the sideline they were like Gee, you know she's a great girl or fair play to her or you know since she came in there at half time now she's after doing wonders which she did you know it even got to the stage where she got fouled and she stood over the free and took the free herself do you know and it, for a young player like probably she's only in the panel there a couple of weeks and for her to you know be putting down the ball and just taking the free and popping it over the bar it kind of says a lot about her as well um, It was a very low scoring game very like scoring. the game in Wexford 9 points like to 7 4 points at half time 6-4 at half time Yeah all, um, all a majority of it was freeze I think Kilkenny had I think Kilkenny had 3 points from play in total throughout the whole game maybe 4 so you can imagine how you know how kind of poor it was to be fair to them as I said again I hate being negative towards them if I was John or even any of the girls walking off that field after the match I'd be disgusted with myself I really would I think that in hindsight if you're going to have a performance like that I'm glad you had it in a Leinster Championship and not in an All-Ireland Championship where it could potentially mean you qualifying or not qualifying from the group um, I think the last Because let's be fair they had a decent run in the league yep, got to the league quarter-final and apart from coming up against Wexford yep. could have been a different story they could have been in an all or a league semi-final mm-hmm. depending on how it gone could have got into a league final we don't know we can't say but I mean they came up against a very good Wexford team that we've seen and we we put Wexford up on a pedestal that day because they were excellent. Kilkenny played very, very well Mm -hmm. that day, albeit Wexford were just a step above them. But it sounds like there's a completely flatlined and went the opposite direction Mm -hmm. downhill um, for the start of the Leinster, which you would expect to build in Leinster and then going forward into the All Ireland yeah. series to have a bit of momentum going into it. Yeah, and I think that's what I think that that's what the worrying thing about it is now. I suppose Kilkenny would have potentially looked at that thinking that right, we've got three we will hopefully have three really good competitive matches before we hit all Ireland Championship was where you want to be. We're going to use these matches to cement our starting fifteen that we want to progress for and want to progress for an All Ireland Championship stage. And now they're not going to have the opportunity to do that. You know, I, I'm not taking the win away from Leash at all. They were by far the more superior team on the day. They completely deserved their t- the, they deserved their win. For Kilkenny, I feel like if they had won that match they'd learn absolutely nothing they'd have thought that they were literally after getting out of jail free card there probably the best thing is them losing in the manner that they did lose because they now have to go back to the drawing board and literally start from scratch uh, like you know I, I would personally pose a lot of questions on them I think their backs are solid they really really are but from halfway up midfield onwards I think that they need to they really need to have a look at that and I think the players themselves need to stand up now they can't 
this thing of like firing shots and having the blame game on everybody else but us it's everybody else's fault but our fault that has to I'm not saying that is going on but if it is that has to stop the girls need to stand up what was disappointing for me as well there is like an overflow of girls going from senior training with the seniors and also playing with the intermediates and I felt like those girls didn't stand up and that's what that's what they need to do when they're going back playing intermediate. This is where they have to be showcasing themselves. This is where they have to be putting in the work to show that they're just as, as capable of playing on the senior team as they are on the intermediate team. And I just felt like none of them did that. Like if you were there completely blank canvas, didn't know any of those players, to be fair, the only one that you'd pick out as senior standard was Roisin Phelan. Is it a question then that maybe the, the, they're being hampered and I'm going to bring Paul in on this in a minute as well because you've always said that the two teams are not training together. The likes of Dublin, <laughs> two teams train together. Galway, two teams train together. You had the minor, two teams training together, A and B team. Obviously, I know they're not adults and the whole lot, but having the two teams together certainly worked in your favour. did work in our favour. It mightn't work for all. Uh, I, would be, I think that... It, you have to look at your dynamic, right? You have to know what you have in front of you. The only way you're going to improve is by playing against players that are better than you. And you learn from them and you move forward. Like we know that intermediate team are not a bad team. No. And one one like rainy day is, is not going to be the end of it. But it will say a lot with regard to the character of the girls' management and group as to how they react to it. Mm-hmm. They have two options. Either one they moan and point the fingers and give out about it or they dust themselves off and say, right lads, we didn't do ourselves justice. We need to get our shit together, excuse the language, and get back out there and back on the horse and spend the next few weeks going back over fundamentals. And that means work rate. That's yeah. the first thing. Work rate has to be there. You have to want to wear the jersey. You have to realise that the jersey is earned and not given. I'm sick of saying that. Right? That's the big thing. They're going to have to... And the thing is, the ki- they have the ability within the group to actually progress and do really well. And that's the thing I think that, again, I'm not criticising them for the, uh, in any way. Everybody has an off day, but I need they need to start to believe in themselves, but also to show respect to their opposition, because the biggest respect you can give to any opposition is to beat them by as much as possible. Now, it might sound ruthless, mm-hmm. but that's what I think they need to do. And, and girls need to get come together. And, and I suppose it's important to have leaders in a group as well. Yeah. And that's positive leaders, not somebody that's going to be like, you know, you know, if somebody's going wrong and if crap is going on, there's not as we really need to hear. Say, look, hard luck. You're going to get the next one. You yeah. can do it. Back people up. You have to know that if you're going into a fight, I'm telling you, Katie Taylor at the weekend, when she went into that fight, she had her backroom team and they backed her up. And that's how she fought back. Mm-hmm. And that's how you need to address when you're playing any game, any championship, any train session to know that your team and that includes your when I say team, I mean the players around you, management, all support structures have your back. And goes vice versa as well. So that's yeah. it, it. It just it just take the next three weeks, four weeks, get their stuff together, get their ducks in a row, and come out fighting. I personally think it's probably a good thing right now because if that is the performance, if that's the performance that they would say have in them at the moment, I do think having games consistently over the next weeks wouldn't do any, wouldn't be any benefit for them because you technically would only get like one really tough training session in a week and then you'd be kind of, you know, you'd be taking a step back, you'd be stepping it down a gear, preparing for a match at the weekend. I feel like now you've got two, three weeks of a clear run to really like work these girls to the mm-hmm. bone because that's what needs to be done. And you know what? It's probably the kick up the backside that they need as well. Like we have to remember these girls got to an All-Ireland final last year. We have massive expectations 
I certainly have massive expectations for these girls. Um, and but I, as you're always saying about the senior, yeah, the expectation is there is because you know the ability of these yeah. girls and what they can actually do. Mm-hmm. And when they don't possibly perform to that ability, like the weekend, like I know Paul is saying that everyone can have a bad day. Yeah, and I get that. It but if you're happen, having a bad day happen, but, but by not performing, it's, it's a different a, kettle of fish. The has to be there as yeah. well, Barton. Like even if you're having an off day, if you keep trying and keep slogging, mm-hmm. you'll get the breaks. And some days actually you won't get the breaks, but at least you know you've done your best and emptied the tank out there. Well, as you say, they have a couple of weeks now because the first game again, like uh, the seniors, albeit that the intermediates are starting a week later on the 28th and the 29th. It's not an easy group either. There's still two groups of six in it. Um, group one, we have Kerry, Leash, Galway, Carlo, Westmeath and Dublin. And we haven't spoke about Carlo much on the podcast, which I think we should because they're the neighbours and we know that they have great ability as well. They're probably a bit like the intermediates were at the weekend as they're not showing that ability um, either they put up a very good fight uh, against Dublin were only defeated by a couple of points in the end so you know there's expectation there for Carlo to probably come out of the group so out of the six play teams that's there because I'm assuming again it's the same uh, format I've tried to look it up but I can't yeah, find it, it at the minute but I think yeah. I'm almost certain it is the same format so Anya, I'll start with you. Um, give me your three teams that's going to come out of that. Same as the last one. Who's topping the group and who's coming second and third? Okay, so Galway are going to top that group. Galway are going to top the group. And then... I would say Dublin should come out of it. And... Okay, so you're putting Dublin in second then? No, I'm not putting them in second. Right, well I'll leave you think about that for a minute. Paula, you're having a uh, look Galway, at it. Galway are going to top the group. Okay. And I'm going to throw a curveball in here. Right. Um, I actually think that Leash could produce something. Okay, so in well, okay, we're going to go in this order because it doesn't really matter. Second and third is still going to go into a quarterfinal. Yeah. But who's going to run a finish runner-up to Galway? I would <laughs> this is not easy is it lads uh, no I think that's a tough group I know there's a lot of work going on Kerry yeah. right? I know that for a fact ok well I won't put you on the spot then to know who's going to come second and third who's the two teams is going to come out of it in whichever order then this it is so you have Galway coming out but there's two other teams to come out but who's the two teams now, I know Westmeath have a couple of their minors that have come across onto that intermediate panel. Um, the, the two cards in question were handy enough. They're nice hurlers. Like, um, again, is it a bridge too far for them? I don't think Dublin... Right, come on. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think <laughs> Dublin will. Nail so, it to the mast here. Come on. I'm going to go Kerry. Galway and Kerry for the crack. Okay, that's only two. So you have Galway, you have Kerry and you still have another one. Right, well, she's thinking, on you give okay. me your two. Right, I'm going to go Galway. Yep. Dublin. Yep. <laughs> God. Is this like flicking a coin or yeah, something in it? It is. I think I am going to go. I'm going to go Westmead. You're going to go Westmead. Yeah. Right, okay. Paula, your third one? Dublin. You're going for Dublin as well. Right, okay. Jesus, that was a a task in itself to pick that one out of it. I hope the group is as 
close as you're making it out to be now when it comes to fixtures later on uh, in the season so group 2 obviously then Kilkenny is in that one so we have Wexford, Cork Derry, Meath, Kilkenny and uh, Kildare um, and again uh, Kilkenny and Derry which probably would be the longest uh, fixture is going to be in Kilkenny this time so uh, again I will start with Paula this time uh, who's going to top group 2 and we're going to go with Cork Cork to top group 2 okay Anya would you be in agreement or someone else the silence is deafening um Yes, I will go Cork to top group two. Okay, Paula. This is where the fun starts because this is Meat's main team. Yeah. But. And they looked impressive against Wexford, we have to say, yeah. But the thing is, I know that there's a lot of players that have gone over to play football. Okay. So will that. Effect and hamper them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So how will that pan out? Because Meath are on an unbelievable bounce yeah. over to the Gaelic football side of things. So I still think it's their first team, so you can't take them for granted. So you were saying Cork is topping it then for Cork, you? No, you I'm have saying, not saying either go down. Just saying they'll be in the reckoning. Don't put more <laughs> like, I, I think Thank it you. is. I actually think it's definitely the toughest group that Kilkenny could find themselves in. I think when you look at it, Cork are always there thereabouts. Anyway, we were ho- we're hoping Kilkenny will come out of it. Derry, I think, will have a huge role to play in the intermediate championship this year. I think they kind of find themselves. They would probably be slightly. I would say they're probably slightly insulted that they're the only North team that are back down playing intermediate. And if I want to, I'll, I'll be honest about it. They would kind of nearly fancy themselves better. And they than, love being backed into a corner. Yeah, That's what they're going to come out fighting. They yeah. do. They would nearly fancy themselves being up there with the Antrims and the Downs. So I feel like Derry are going to come out, you know, fighting in fighting in this. And the fact that you know Derry and Mead in the first game could be it. That could. I think that's going to be the. I think that's going to be the biggest one. Um, I I, can't, I think Wexford I think this is going to be a step too far for their second team to be exactly. fair Exactly So you've got three, three, three counties with three second teams and three counties with their first teams uh, So yeah, as again Cork and Kenny are my, the definite twos yeah. and the third I would have to say Derry meet Kildare Out of the three I probably would say Meath Okay so you're going with Cork Kilkenny and Meath Yeah Just to have a sneaky suspicion. Okay, Anya? I'm going to go Cork, Derry and Kilkenny. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, what's the point of us all being the same? It's just fun at all. But then again, it all depends what's going on in Meath. You don't know, and and the thing is with Derry, I do think Anya is definitely right. You know. Jesus, I think if Nessa was here, I'd still be here till 12 o'clock tonight. (laughs) We'd get get a different answer. <laughs> right, okay, so uh yeah, we're we're looking forward to that now when we move to it now. There's a sigh of relief after coming. God, that's over, but it's not over yet because we have the under sixteens and in fairness, you had a great victory uh two weeks ago now not last weekend the weekend before that with the Miners and last week yesterday we had the under 16s playing in their Leinster finals the B team in the Shield final against Wexford B the A team as a repeat of the minor final against Dublin and as we've been talking about Dublin and the good teams that they're producing it was two very good week ends uh, for the Kilkenny girls because the Miners came away with the double 
The girls yesterday came away with a double, 16s beating Wexford and the 18 beating Dublin. Both of them fairly comprehensive in the end. You were there and you got soaking wet for oh, us geez, to give us all of the details. So give us the details. Funny. Wasn't even funny. But the first match, the way the game against Wexford was... Um, at, both team matches were very similar in that at halftime there wasn't a lot in between the two teams. But I have to say in the second half the, the game against Wexford Kilkenny just the work rate and the tenacity was just fabulous. Um, midfield had, had a great great finish Shauna Davis and Ava Darmody hurled really well and what they did is that they held their position and drove in the ball fast in. So the, like in the first half I, I, again I suppose it was just the whole occasion maybe but they settled into it a lot better ball was being driven in fast and it was quality ball that was going in same from O'Neill which was playing centre forward and Laura Doherty was just super in the forward line um, 2-6 she scored she's a great pair of hands she just has it and when like I mean she was unfortunate every single goal that she, the two goals that she got she missed one and that's just it. she seemed to miss hit it I'd say the hurl twist in her hand and that should have definitely been a goal as well so like I mean it was just it was a really, really good display in the second half and I think we saw the true potential of the group and I do firmly believe if, you know, if they'd sort of settled in together and heard like that from the very beginning, they would have been in the B Cup rather than the B Shield and they would have won it out. It's probably a bit unlucky that they weren't in the B Cup but it's still a very good victory oh, for the girls. Oh, you brilliant. know, I mean, it's great to see them playing so well. As you say, Laura Doherty got 2-6, Joanne Comfort with a goal, uh, Olive Donnelly with 2-1 as well. Yeah, Olive played quite yeah, well. Yeah, very well. And I would not only associate Olive as being maybe a half-back rather than a half-forward but she she played well. It was the work rate, lads, that really impressed me. They backed each other up and, and the amount of blocking and harrying and harassing of the opposition was brilliant. They didn't allow Wexford to sit down, uh, you know, at any stage to get a grip on the game. And that was the really good thing. And, and I think they really, um, it was a real team display by them all, you know, and, and all the subs managed to get, all the subs they could play got a run out as well and got decent time. So it was really good for all of those girls. And that's something that, you know, they'll take with them. But it was well done by Tommy and crew and uh, it was a great win. Yeah, and just to confirm the scores then as well, Anya Elward, who you mentioned, got two points and Aoife O'Shea with a point as well. <clears throat> God, excuse me, frogging the throat here now. Uh, but yeah, great win for Tommy. Well done to him and the backroom team. That now completes the B team because they don't progress into the All Ireland series. It's just the A team um, that goes forward into it. The A team again had a very good win over Dublin. Now I know I was talking to a lot of Dublin people as well on Saturday night and they had very high expectations of this being a very good game and a team that could run Kilkenny uh, potentially all the way um, it didn't really look that way for long periods of time Kilkenny seemed to be fairly dominant in it but there was two, only two points at half time again Martin so again it was like the, the second half um, I would have to say I suppose we need to be mindful in the first half we gave away um, a freeze in the in the back line that shouldn't run the half back line and around midfield that you know shouldn't have been given um, as well as that we changed the delivery of the ball in the first half the ball was going in way too high now Kira Dunn is, is a fabulous player but she's not exactly the tallest girl in Ireland and it was coming in way too high for her so a high ball with the wind against it normally probably would have went over the bar but what was happening was dropping short in between the 14 and the goal and again Kira is not the tallest so it probably needs to come a little bit lower delivery into her um, I 
suppose as well at times um, they were really good running off the ball and the work rate off the ball was really good um, a little bit more maybe of the heads up and we probably would have put them away quicker in the first half but um, it was a really good display and again everybody got run out from there but it's going to be a big step up from that to the group of death as I keep on calling it like Galway, Cork and Kenny and the one Yeah we're, the we're just going to run through that in a minute but uh, um, So look Jim will be delighted I know he'll be really happy with it work rate was really good he got game time into girls he also now has the option because the B competition is, is over of maybe getting a few players from the B panel and pulling up I think there's maybe five away, or yeah. six that would actually definitely add to it um, and there'd be a different type of player to what he has um, and I, I think as you know yourself it's all been good having really skillful players but and his girls worked really hard but it's good to have a, a couple a of good work different, different dynamics yeah. do you know that kind of thing and I think that's what gets a, when you get your nail your final team and I think that's the other problem he's going to have is what will what will be his best team because I mean that went in hurled in just as good if not better whoever had been on before them yeah. so it's a good a good position to be in but again um, the rounds are coming off in quick succession um, I know he's a bit of a break now but you've got the junior search in between so you'll have mm-hmm. a lot of girls that'll be doing the junior search so that's going to put a little bit of a calm header on it and then like a 20, it's one week after the other after the other, so it's going to be um, It will be intense. hard to schedule afterwards yeah just to give a quick run down through the scores Mirren Gannon got uh, 1-1 yesterday Kira uh, Dunn who you've mentioned three goals uh, on top of the scoring sheet on that one Ashley Brown with two goals Julie Lennon with a point and Tara Roach with three points as well so good scoring all round there from the girls I have Great. to give a shout out to the Dublin goalkeeper like, she couldn't be faulted for the goals she couldn't stop him and she played she was like she just the other way you look at a goalkeeper and she had the presence she was commanding the goal feet were going left and right and her her, her puck out was quite decent but she she stopped some right raspers there so she played really well and so I have to give her a call out for that and Dublin seemed really well organised in the second half but Kilkenny's pure determination and, and work rate is what ground out the win for them on the game I'm just looking at a photograph here because uh, Martina McGilloway who's the Leinster PRO actually just put up a photograph there and I know him very well Jerry McGough of uh, Dublin like you said about the rain uh, Martina just put it up that Jerry was heading off to Carlo to officiate at the finals yesterday and the wife said to him I think it's going to rain don't wear your shorts and as he came in at half time in one of the games did I listen to her no he didn't and I'd say he was sorry but I know uh, our own county secretary was there Theresa Hunston and poor Theresa got absolutely drowned to the skin by the boss because the boss had a nice umbrella over her and she drenched poor Theresa <laughs> with the umbrella after afraid it wasn't bad enough with the rain but she got absolutely soaked to the skin it was miserable um, but we have to compliment uh, Carlo for hosting the event was Leinster in Fenna, yeah, it was great. Really so, and um, it just it, it was a great. It was atmosphere. nice to be able to see the different dynamics of the teams and have them all nearly in the same venue. That when Kilkenny wasn't mean, playing, you could pick a game and go and watch some could, other bits like, of it. The, whole, the place was full, like the parking, like, the whole parking area was full, everything, and it was just um, it was brilliant. And it's it's great for those girls, you know, for Kilkenny to get those games and and actually each game they progress better and better. 
So like, I mean, if you're going on an upward line, that's what you want to have. And I'm sure Jim will be quite happy today to see that, you know, they produce the goods against Dublin. Exactly. And as you said, the under 16 championship draws have been made. So there is true, uh, true, three groups in the under 16A championship. In group one, we have Dublin, Waterford, Tipperary. In group two, we have Wexford, Clare and Limerick. And in group three, as we said, Galway, Cork and Kilkenny. You have dubbed this the group of death um, in it. It certainly won't be easy, but I have homework for you now for next week because you're going to go and study all teams that's in that and I'm going to put you on the spot and pick who's going to come out of the groups next week and who's going to be the All-Ireland winners of that championship. The Under-16A championship doesn't start until the 26th of June, so there's plenty of time to go through it and uh, we're hoping to be alive in Offaly on Saturday. Are you back on duty with us on Saturday? Ah, sure. I'll grace you with my presence, I suppose. <laughs> are we are we kicking ne- poor Nessa to touch now? Yeah, poor Nessa's getting the, she's getting the, uh, she's going back there. She's a lot of dogs to be walking in around Freshford there. I think uh, Tommy Flynn was given out that there wasn't a dog walked on Saturday. So uh, she's to make up for it now this weekend. Do we need to get permission for you now to come along? Sorry? <laughs> I knew that again. You want a contract on that now, Martin. He, you know, there could be an objection. And anyway, come on. Did you enjoy your honeymoon now when you were there? It was, a, it was a great time. Yeah, great to meet up with family and friends that we haven't seen in a long time. So it was, it was only a pity you didn't get to Perth um, for the Camogie games because we were so looking forward to getting it, but mm-hmm. due to time constraints and etc. and I, restrictions, it wasn't I possible. To, um, I did get to a training session with uh, St. Pat's Camogie Club. Now, I clearly wasn't training. Um, but I did get to a training session uh, to watch them over there. So I did get to meet um, Anya Doran and Megan and Shelley Farrell over there. So the girls are all settling in well. Megan is enjoying it. She's only after landing over there. So yeah, it's great to see the girls again. And, you know, serious setup over there in, in for St. Pat's um, Harlan and GA Club. And, you know, it's... Um, I hope they're not looking for a new manager over there now. No, definitely not. No. You're not thinking of emigrating all the way over to Australia? <laughs> Ten years ago I would, no problem <laughs> at all. I think I'm gone gotten a bit too out in the tooth now for that. <laughs> I would just stop. You're coming back for the Come On Kind jerseys for next year, which you said you want to win one, which actually right. we must say we done the presentation last night. Um they were well received, I think, and thank you very much to everyone. Willie Dempsey took some lovely photographs. They will be all up online within the next couple of days as well. But you missed a great show because unfortunately you weren't feeling the May West last no. night. Um but yeah, we should we have next year now that we have more in the groups and the panels and the whole lot. I think it's going to be an interesting year. It will be an interesting year. It's, it's kind of only starting now with the league kind of over. It's kind of really starting to hit the ground running now. So it'll be... Uh, and the frightening thing, lads, it's really only two and a half months. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? But it's crazy to think that two this... Two and a half months, sorry. Three and a half months nearly this time in September, because it's the 6th of September, um, that the all Ireland final is going to be. Yeah. That's it. All inter-county season is going to be finished by August. 6th of August I should say I should say 6th of September no because Gareth will be there the 6th of September so no we're, we're on the 6th of August so yeah, it, uh, it will be frightening. Just to make one more mention, of course, Ken was in Crow Park on Saturday evening collecting our McDonn uh, award for the um, the Camogie coverage that has been given, which you're part of it as well now. Um, and it was great to be uh, with Ken and the gang up there um, and to have Eileen done there as well. Eileen being the daughter of the 
great Mick Dunn who uh, everything for the awards for the media was named after so it was a privilege to be there and well done to Ken uh, and all the team here in KCLR for I that suppose we're actually privileged that you decided to join us today after being with all the hobnobs why, why wouldn't we be? I, I, feel, I feel privileged to we're like everything else. It all starts at grassroots level. We don't swell the heads and go above and beyond yeah, that's everywhere. Why you, you were telling about the lovely menu and the lovely setup and how everything was fabulous. It was and, beautiful. And, and like, we were fine. It was lovely. I mean, everything will be lovely for the minor metal presentation as well later on when it comes, you know, so... That's like the pot calling the kettle black over there now, Miss Murphy. Anyway, on that note, I am going to end this conversation. It certainly has been uh, a joy to be back in studio with Anya and uh, Paula here this evening. It's a pity Nessa couldn't be here. I don't think I would have handled the three, to be honest, if he had been here. <laughs> it's bad enough with the two ye. Now, let's be fair. Um, but it certainly was enjoyable. We will be back, of course, uh, next week reviewing the... Leinster Championship with Kilkenny and Offaly and God only knows what else is going to crop up in the meantime along the way Camogie related but as usual don't forget to get your downloads uh, in the, of the podcast wherever you normally get your podcasts have a listen in don't forget to subscribe click on the notifications and you'll always be told as soon as Come On Kind goes live uh, out on the airwaves but that is it from us here in Studio 2 in KCLR 96FM my thanks as always to Anya and Paul here in studio to Lillian on production always behind me and keeping me sane um, and until next week it's a goodbye from us all thank you thank you this is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Oh,